morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Hello, hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd. We hope you are having a great start to your week. We're excited about all the stuff we are talking about today. I'm JL and I'm here with Charlie. It's been a minute since we've done this together. Charlie, how you been? Good. I feel like we got I think we got one in last week, but I, I agree we, we, we don't get to do them as much <laughs> as we used to. But it's it's good to be back. Um we have a fun little anniversary today, a cult classic video game, one of the most beloved, a game that a lot of people sometimes consider to be one of the greatest video games of all time. The first ever release in the Quake video game series launched on this day in 1996. I personally played a lot of Quake 4 growing up. I don't actually think I've ever played the original Quake, but I do know the soundtrack pretty well because it was made by Trent Reznor, who, if you don't know, is the man behind the band Nine Inch Nails. He's also done a lot of other uh, soundtrack work for a lot of famous movies as well. But so Quake on this day turns, let me do some quick math, 25. Congrats to Quake. Gaming. It seems like Dead Space might be finally coming back from the dead. Rumors are running rampant regarding Electronic Arts' plan to announce the revival of a beloved franchise. All signs point to the series' comeback being the survival horror classic known as Dead Space. Jeff Grubb, a venture beat, initially teased Dead Space's return during a recent episode of the Game Beats Decides podcast, plus a follow-up Eurogamer report corroborated the same rumor. Now it's being said that EA's Motive Development Studio is working on it, and it's said to be more of a reimagining instead of a direct sequel to Dead Space 3, but I know there's a lot of big Dead Space heads out there, so I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about the potential renewal of the series. We got some other gaming stuff, do we not, JL? We do. That's really exciting. And we also have an update from some Final Fantasy fans. A Final Fantasy IX animated series is currently in the works. Kid Screen just dropped a very intriguing bit of info concerning one of Square Enix's greatest RPGs of all time. You may be shocked to hear that an animated series based on Final Fantasy IX is now under development. Apparently, Square Enix is co-developing this new project alongside French animation studio Cyber Group Studios, who will also be handling its distribution, licensing, and merchandising. The Final Fantasy IX animation is said to be starting production by the end of this year or the beginning of 2022, so maybe we can expect it summer, fall of 2022. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Sports. Moving over to some sports, we have a Euro 2020 recap. Several teams advanced to the knockout rounds of the tourney yesterday. Austria's huge 1-0 win over Ukraine yesterday has them finishing second place in their group, which means they'll advance to the knockout round of the tournament. Also, the Netherlands thrashed North Macedonia 3-0. After going 3-0 in pool play, the Dutch will comfortably advance to the knockout stages as well. Denmark stays alive with a 4-1 win versus Russia, becoming the first team ever in this competition to advance to the knockout round after losing their first two group stage games. And finally, Belgium clinched the number one spot in their group and a knockout round berth after defeating Finland 2-1 yesterday. Charlie, you got some more sports updates for us? Yeah, sports world, skateboarding world. You know, we on this podcast sometimes like to talk about cool articles that we've published on the website. Yesterday, we published a really amazing interview with the director of a really cool skateboarding documentary called The Scars of Ali Bulala. For those who don't know, Ali Bulala was one of the biggest skaters in the game in the 90s and early 2000s, and then a major accident in the 2000s sort of derailed his career. He's one of the most enigmatic figures in the history of skating, and his story has never really been told the way that it was told in this film, The Scars of Ali Bulala. Yesterday, we published an interview with Max Erickson, who's the director of the film. 
The movie debuted earlier this month at the Tribeca Film Festival, and especially following yesterday's Go Skateboarding Day. It's a really good time to look at this interview and sort of see the way that the director had to work to balance towing the line between it being sort of a cautionary tale or a glorification of the success of lifestyle. But his goal, director Max Erickson said his goal is that he wants the audience to make up their own minds in their viewing of the film. It's a really incredible story and also touches on a lot of interesting issues regarding mental health, especially in the skate world. Um, the director's final takeaway from making the film was, quote, people need to open up and talk no matter how hard it is. It's a really cool interview about a really interesting and amazing film. So definitely go ahead and read the interview at 137pm.com if it sounds interesting to you, if you're interested in the skate world or just cool storytelling in general. And with that, Jail, let's jump back over to basketball. Back over into the basketball world, yesterday was the first day in 35 days without an NBA game, so of course we have to cover some non-NBA basketball news. As we inch closer and closer to the start of the Olympics, Team USA has added a few more names to their growing roster. As we mentioned before, Brooklyn Nets teammates Kevin Durant and James Harden will be a part of the squad heading to Tokyo at the end of July. Other confirmed players include Damian Lillard, Draymond Green, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, and, as of yesterday, Bam Adebayo. Notable players who don't seem to be heading to Tokyo include Ben Simmons, who is reportedly doubtful to suit up for Australia to focus on skill development. Steph Curry and Donovan Mitchell also seem to be a no-go. And with that, we got one other little update from the sports world, sort of the biggest piece from yesterday, the Supreme Court ruling yesterday, which affirmed an incremental increase in college athletes' compensation. So yesterday, the court upheld a ruling that the NCAA was violating antitrust law by limiting the education-related benefits that schools could provide to their athletes. College athletes not getting compensated, as many of us know, has been kind of a key part of the NCAA for the past century or so, but the tide seems to finally be changing. As of now, the ruling yesterday, it doesn't necessarily mean that the way that athletes are compensated is going to change drastically, but now it means that they can receive education-related payments, such as scholarships for grad school. But this decision still allows the NCAA to prevent student-athletes from being paid like their professional counterparts, so there are still limitations on the ways they can be paid. This is one step towards a future when college athletes will be compensated more fairly, but today's ruling seems to signal that the NCAA could be subject to another lawsuit somewhere down the line as it's kind of demonstrated some of the vulnerabilities in their current system. So we'll see down the line, we might see even more rulings that will open up or reduce the limitations on college athletes' compensation even more. So the tide seems to be changing. And that is it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all of our social media platforms. We'll be back tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious.